0: Hello and welcome to Thoughts. I'm your host Miranda Schroeder. Today is Wednesday, and I'm recording Tuesday, as in yesterday's episode, a daily. So bear with me, okay? Uh, Monday we got home from Cabo at midnight, exhausted. Like none of us woke up the next day until nine. I had an appointment at ten. I had to like. Within that hour, I had to shower, pack things for work later that day, run to my appointment. When I got out of my appointment, I had to run home, like get, we had to go pick up a U-Haul. We had to pack it full of furniture. We had to pack stuff from the house, pack stuff from my office, and then take it over to the fairgrounds to get started on our Indie Home Show installation. We're designing a she shed, which has been super fun, but also super more involved than I realized when I signed up for it. And of course, the week before the shed, we were in Cabo, so that timing was not the greatest, Uh, but we're making it work, literally one foot in front of the other. Of course, I am drowning in work emails and messages that need replied to, like clients are like trying to get a hold of me and I cannot even find the time in the day to make a phone call. So that's been a little stressful. Yesterday was just one of those days where there are not enough hours in the day. I really try like we eat dinner super late, usually like seven, maybe later, So I really try not to work after that because my brain needs time to like just rest and reset. Otherwise, I cannot fall asleep at night. So I hate working up until I have to go to bed. But I had to do that last night and I didn't even get through a tiny portion of messages for clients. So there's that looming over my head. And I most definitely did not get to record this podcast like I wanted to. Like it was go, go, go. Nonstop. Uh, Ryan just left with Andrew for her very first day of school. Again, not great timing to go on a vacation and then come back and have a complete schedule change. There was an entire list that the school gave us at her orientation right before we left for vacation of everything we were supposed to bring on the first day of school. Like an entire stash of diapers, an entire stash of wipes, Uh, two changes of clothes, like extra socks, special inside shoes. They had to be Velcro. Of course, I buy Ryan all the cute, like, adult-looking shoes that all have ties. She needed a water bottle. Hers is missing. Like, she only had one. We can't find it anywhere. Oh, I can't remember what else was on the list, but... After I had my insane day, like I got over to the home show, I had to call in my assistant for reinforcement because Andrew was like, I got to go, I have stuff to do. We had to paint basically an entire large room, did not get that finish, uh, disclaimer. Uh, Now I got to go back this morning and keep painting So I was there basically last night till they kicked us out. Then I like got home, had to eat dinner, gave Ryan a bath. And then I got back on my computer and answered emails until like 10 something at night. So like there literally was no more time in the day. I didn't even eat. I ate one bagel the entire day. I drank no water. It was just rough. I hate having days like that, like where I just can't, I can't even breathe. I can't even get done the necessities. I'm just going to hope that today maybe runs a little smoother. Andrew and Ryan left this morning. Wild. This is going to be, I don't even know. This is like a whole new world. So ever since Ryan is born, she's now about a year and a half old. I have stayed home with her in the mornings meaning I like get her up, I feed her breakfast, um, I get her dressed, we brush teeth, we play for a couple hours, like I don't get to start my day until the au pair starts, which is usually 9 at the earliest and 10, 11, sometimes 12 at the latest, so I don't even get to start my day or start working until then not even that, not even working, but like, I don't get to like shower or get dressed or do anything until the au pair takes over between like nine and 11. If you are used to getting up and dropping your kids off at school, or you just get up early for work, like your work day is well underway by then. And so that was always so stressful for me in the mornings. Like, I'm having to do childcare and play with Ryan and like watch her. But in the back of my mind, my brain is like racing with the 5,000 million things I have to do. And the reason we have to have our childcare start later is because a lot of my clients like to meet in the evening, which means my day has to go longer. Um, But by like 3pm, I'm pooped. Like I've worked I'm calling it work because it is work. Like I work all morning doing childcare. And then I have to jump straight from that into like 20 minutes to get myself ready out the door to meetings to whatever I need to do that day. So now with Ryan going to school, we have a completely new schedule. And if you have kids like schedules and routines are everything. Like a good schedule makes things so much more efficient. Your kid like knows what to expect, so they're more well-behaved. So we're going through a whole transition. And then Andrew and I are also adapting to this schedule. So, I mean, Andrew is used to just waking up, getting ready, and leaving and going to work. Now he is going to be taking Ryan to school in the mornings on his way to work. He'll drop her off and then go into his office so now his mornings are a little bit sacrificed. She's only going to school three days a week. So then the other two days will be more like our old schedule where I have Ryan for a few hours in the morning. And then I hand her off to Daniela. Actually, that's a lie because Tuesdays are our family day off and Daniela usually works in the evening. So Tuesday, it'll be like tag team me and Andrew And then Thursday will be the only day that is like our old schedule. It's going to be super interesting for me because like I said, most of my clients like to meet in the evening. But Andrew doesn't get off work in time to pick Ryan up from school. So I'm going to be the one three days a week picking her up from school. And that means my day has to end at like four, four something. And like I said, like once my brain shuts off, I'm with my family, like, it's really bad for me to jump back into work. So I'm trying to figure out not only a new family schedule, but now I have to create a new work schedule that is formed around her school pickup schedule. Like I said, with the au pair, it was like she just wakes up and she's at her house. Like, Brian doesn't go anywhere. So this is a huge adjustment for all three of us, and our au pair too, because she's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss Ryan so much. Like, What am I going to do all day? It's just a huge learning curve, and it's going to take us all some time to adjust to this. So wish us well. um, Give us some grace. During all of this, of course, I am also on my period. I was on birth control for so long. I want to do a whole episode about that and like my IUD and the absolute nightmare that I had with it. But I was not, I was using IUDs before I got pregnant. And then obviously I was pregnant, so I wasn't menstruating. And then uh, right after I gave birth to Ryan, I got another IUD. Long story, but my period came back in May of 2022. So I've been menstruating since then. It was like super wacky for a couple months and then it regulated out. And because it was so wacky for a couple months, I, like I was bleeding like nonstop for like two months straight. It was terrible. And it was in the middle of wedding season. Pretty sure it was stress induced. I think that's when my IUD fell out. But like I said, I'm not going to go down that road. I That is a whole episode in its own. And when it was super wacky, I started tracking my period and it was just wild to me to have a period again because I forgot what it was like. Like I hadn't really bought any period products. Like I just like my body was not going through like the natural 28 day cycle that it should have been obviously because of the birth control. So in May, I started tracking my period again. I have an Ava fertility, bra- fertility bracelet that I started wearing as soon as I came off my IUD-, IUD when we got pregnant with Ryan, and it's amazing. It tracks a bunch of different things. You can like log little notes in it about your physical symptoms, your mood. A couple of the podcasts I listen to are super into like hormones and you know, living by the nature of your cycle versus like a 24 hour clock. Super fascinating, been nerding out on it. I'm currently reading In The Flow, learning so much. It's so crazy that we don't know all of these things about our bodies and our world. It's not even crazy because it's the patriarchy. Like, it's crazy that as women, we are designed completely differently, yet we have men telling us how to live and work and run our lives. I mean, once I'm like, as I'm learning more about the 28 day cycle, wow, like, I am really going to make some changes to better align with the different phases of my cycle. I mean, there are phases where you're productive, there are phases, you know, where you're most more social. And now that I've been tracking all of this consistently, It is so obvious. Like there's a part of your cycle where you like feel like you want to bring things to closure. You have more clarity, like you're thinking more like rationally, like the science literally shows like the different parts of your brain are balancing each other out versus being like more feeling versus logical. Like there's a certain time where the chemicals in your brain and the way your brain is interacting aligns so that you can make better decisions. Mind blown, which is crazy because I started keeping a notebook on my nightstand and every night before I go to bed, I just like jot down my thoughts. Sometimes I jot down things I need to do for like work the next day. It's a way for me to just like get my thoughts on paper versus laying there and my brain just like spinning, thinking about the million and 10 things that I need to do. And last night, I was jotting down like, wow, I feel like the last few days I've had like really great clarity about where I want to go next in my business completely aligns with my cycle. And I realized that after I wrote that down, like what? Insane. So highly recommend that book, In the Flow, reading it right now. Uh, also, since I've had my period back, I know Menstrual cups are like all the rage right now, but I would like to give a shout out for period panties. When I first got my cycle back before we conceived Ryan, I invested in a huge stash of period panties, life changing. I was super nervous to try it. I was like, oh my gosh, like what if it leaks? What if it comes out the side? Like, oh, like this is scary. Like, is it really going to absorb? I have the Thinks brand and I have lots of different styles. I have like just the bikini ones. I have like the boy short ones. I love to sleep in those. They even make a couple thongs, which are nice. Like if you're just at the tail end of your period and you're just, you know, spotting or have some light bleeding, incredible life changing, ugh if you're on the fence about investing in period panties, like this is not, this is not an ad, this is not sponsored. I have been using these now for months and months and months on end with just nothing but happy, sati- I'm a happy, satisfied customer. I also saw, I went online because I want to buy a couple more. They have a new style. I think it's like the sport bikini or something. And I saw they also have a new teen line that they're coming out with. I'm like, why why didn't teens have this accessible to them before? So I think that's really cool, really wonderful. I feel so much healthier and happier about this instead of putting random products and chemicals against my skin and in my body. 10 out of 10, recommend. Something else I've learned recently, which is crazy that I hate, did not know this because our society normalizes this so much. PMS symptoms are not normal. Like you shouldn't be having like cramps and headaches. And I've talked about my headaches before. I have tons of headaches and I get a lot of migraines and they're awful. They last three days. Like they are debilitating. And since I've been tracking my cycle, like before when I was drinking alcohol, I would just have tons of migraines. Like obviously alcohol was a huge trigger. I've I've completely cut out alcohol at this point. I have a whole episode about going sober if you're interested in learning more about that. But since I cut out alcohol, my migraines have become pretty few and far between but now it's become so obvious how cyclical my headaches and migraines are and they're, they're PMS, like they're happening around my period. So what I've noticed the last two months is that I get a slight headache for like three-ish days leading up to my, the day that I bleed. And then like the day before or like two days before, The headache, after I've had it a couple days, turns into a migraine. And then I start my period. So, obviously, it's hormonal. And I already knew it was hormonal because when I was pregnant, I didn't get one migraine. So, I don't know. I want to do some Googling on this. I need to really talk to my doctor about it. I feel like family physicians are just not equipped to talk about hormones though. So I need to seek out the right doctor that deals with hormones and is going to actually help in that area because I have done so much to better curb and control my headaches like drinking less caffeine. I've completely cut out alcohol. Like I am willing now to go to the next step to figure out How to prevent these migraines, and I know now that the migraines that I'm having that are left in my life are hormonal, so that's a whole nother road that I want to explore. Just part of healing and being healthier and having a happier functioning system and physical body. Speaking of which, with my new routines and my Peloton. That's what I'm about to do after this. Guys, having my mornings back is wild. Like, I'm literally getting like, three hours back into my day that I was spending on childcare. Obviously, I'm having to sacrifice my working evenings. But I'm so glad because I have to be a mom at some point. Like I love my baby and I need to see her. But man, I'm like, getting stuff done already. I'm going to Peloton and then I'm going to shower real quick and get dressed and run to my she shed and work on that all day. But before I leave, I had one last thing I wanted to talk about today. And I also wrote this on my bedside notebook last night and I shared it with Andrew. I listened to a podcast episode, um, from the mom room with Renee She had a guest on. I apologize. I cannot remember the name of the guest at this moment, but she was a marriage therapist and she specifically was talking about how to communicate with your spouse. She shared this tiny example of how to better communicate with your spouse and I have been testing it out in my marriage the last couple of weeks. Holy heck, this one Simple change in the way I talk to my husband has completely transformed how we quote unquote fight or argue with each other. Really, it's just helped in like stressful situations. Like yesterday is the perfect example. I was pissed because Andrew scheduled the heating and cooling company to come out and do a tune up on our furnace. And I was like, what the heck? We have, like, I had asked for his help yesterday, getting the U-Haul, loading it. It was the only day he could help me do all this. So I had to have it done yesterday. Like, all the furniture needed loaded. We had to drive it over to my office, load up more stuff from the office, and then drive it into the fairgrounds, unload it all at my she shed. And here he is having an appointment, like, the HVAC people are at our house for, like, two hours and now we're late to pick up the u-haul the u-haul place is calling me they're like hi ma'am like you're an hour late for your reservation like are you still coming to pick this up super stressful andrew's all flustered because like he doesn't want to help me because he has stuff he needs to do and get done but he never told me about the heating and cooling appointment which in our fair play system um i talked about that a couple episodes back Andrew is in charge of home maintenance. So that's his thing. But I am the calendar keeper. So every single thing that needs to happen for our family is supposed to go on the calendar. And Andrew is the literal worst at telling me when he has an appointment or something he needs to do. So it never goes on the calendar. And then I build my day around what I see on the calendar. And then his stuff is never on there. So we've hashed this all out since we're good. Like he's going to start communicating more about stuff that needs to go on the calendar. But back to this tiny little communication tip that has completely transformed my marriage. And this can be used in platonic relationships as well. Wow, like something so simple, but has made all the difference. I know traditionally that when I argue, I'm really good at finger pointing and attacking the other person. I think we all are. It's so much easier to point your finger and say, You never take the trash out. Like you never tell me when you have an appointment. Like this is your fault. Like, why didn't you do this? Why did you do that? Like, why are you napping? Like why there are a million and ten things to do. Why the hell are you taking a nap right now? So easy to do that when we are like pissed off or flustered with our spouse. And I know I'm guilty of doing that. I want to blame everything on that person. So instead of saying you, when you have a frustration, you turn it around and you start the sentence when you need to talk about the difficult thing by saying, I feel this way blank when this happens. Using these like I feel statements, I have to like slow down and really articulate the root of how I'm feeling because of that action. And Andrew's response to this has been insane. Like before when I would be like, you never tell me about stuff that needs to go on the calendar. Like instantly, so defensive, argumentative, trying to turn it around and blame it on me. Like when you're arguing the blame, just, it just breeds more blame. So like you're blaming, then the person's like trying to point the finger at you and it's just this back and forth blaming game. Oh my gosh, terrible cycle. So easy for any couple to fall into that trap. Cause like I said, one person does it and then the other person's doing it and you're just in this loop of continuous blame. So I've started like yesterday, gosh, it, like I've been practicing now for a couple of weeks. So yesterday was incredible finally like the HVAC people are like getting out of there we're gonna go get the U-Haul obviously we're both super pissed like Andrew's like I have other shit to do I don't want to be helping you I'm like what the hell you said you would help me and now you're getting mad at me for having to help so we just took a pause and I slowly articulated I feel caught off guard when I don't know about these meetings I feel like We both have things to do and I feel like we're getting frustrated because we're not planning our days well. I could better plan my day, our day as a family, if I knew about these appointments. And then Andrew's response like, what? Like he just responded and he's like, I feel stressed. Like he's starting to do it too. It's like now it's that type of communication is wearing off on one another. So he's like, you know, I feel flustered because there's only so many hours in the day and I have things that I really want to get done. And so at that point, you know, like both of our feelings are on the table. We understand what the what the problem is. And then we were able to just make a plan going forward. Like, hey, when you have appointments, like just send me a text and I'll get it added to the calendar. So I'm not like overscheduling us at the same time for two completely different things that we need to do together. Anyways, mind blowing. Such a simple thing. Just instead of saying you, you literally turn it around and you're just like, I feel blank. Wow. Game changer. Such a simple change, but it does take some practice. I've caught myself multiple times wanting to play the blame game and then I just turned it around and I'm like, I feel amazing. Please try it with your spouse. Another stressful thing, all of this is transpiring, like we're late to pick up the U-Haul, the HVAC people are still there. They're telling us terrible news. Like they are telling us that both of our furnaces, the heat, this heating element, I don't know, I don't know the correct term at the moment, but it's like broken, corroded, rusting, and it's at risk for carbon monoxide pollution. Obviously, that's super dangerous. Like, I'm not playing around. We have a baby. We do have carbon monoxide detectors, but I was like, shut it off. Like, shut the furnaces off. Like, I'm, that's not funny. Like, I'm not playing a game with that. So, we had to shut both of our furnaces off and both furnaces need replaced, okay? We have one furnace for downstairs and one furnace for upstairs and they're basically done. So we're literally being told the news like, hey, yeah, you're going to have to fork out like 20 to 30 grand for the furnaces labor. Oh, and we also recommend replacing, but we also have two air conditioning units. We also recommend just replacing all of it at once, which would be around $40,000 because you're going to save three thousand dollars on labor if you just do it all at once. And in reality, all of our systems are completely on their way out. Ouch, 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 ouch. Like that is so much money. And we have worked so hard to get out of debt to build a nice little emergency fund. Like this is not cool. This is not what I want to spend $20,000 on right now. And So this is all transpiring. Then we have to like quickly sign the paperwork, get in the car to go get the U-Haul, which we're an hour late to get. So everybody's like high stress. We get in the car to go get the U-Haul and Andrew wants to talk about the furnaces. Like he wants a solution right away. Like, what are we going to do? Like, these are our options. And I had to look at him. And this was another technique that the therapist also mentioned in that episode was just Taking breaks or pausing and coming back to things, like not talking about them in this high stress situation. Andrew kept pressing and was like, The furnace is more important than getting this U Haul right now. And I'm like, No, actually, for me, it's not. You know, like I feel like this is my number one priority for you. I understand that it's not, but I need a minute. Like I cannot go into detail and figure out a solution and plan for how we're going to pay for these furnaces in this moment where we are both stressed AF. And like Andrew kept pushing. He wanted to talk about it right then and there. I was like, look, we can loop back to this later when we are both calm and we're not multitasking and doing nine other things. Like we need to loop back to this later like, let me think on it. You think on it. The guy's coming back out later this week to present us with our options. I was like, just cool your jets. Okay. This is not the appropriate time to talk about the furnace. What happened next was I don't even want to go there. Financial advisors call Andrew all the time, trying to get him as a client. Like it's so annoying. I think, I don't know if they like find him on LinkedIn or whatever, so apparently on his schedule, again, his lovely schedule that he told me nothing about, did not tell me he had an appointment or a phone call with a financial advisor. He sticks his AirPods in and is literally talking to the financial advisor in the U-Haul as we are making all of these stops, picking things up, dropping things off. We finally get to the fairgrounds. He's been talking into his earbuds this entire time, so I cannot communicate with them. him, making me super frustrated. We pull into the fairgrounds and I'm like trying to instruct him and like tell him where to go. Well, he literally has his AirPods in talking to this financial advisor. I about lost my shit. Okay. I wanted to just go off on him. And that was another moment yesterday where I was like, I feel very frustrated that you are talking on your AirPods right now and it's making me anxious. It's making me unable to communicate what we need to do. It's making this inefficient for both of us. And I know that you want to get out of here quickly. So if we could just have more attention, I feel that if we gave this 100% attention, we could get it done quickly and get you out of here and back to your day. Okay? So yes, working on this technique, this communication technique, I cannot believe like Okay. Instead of fighting, I honestly got apologies. He's like, you know, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just, I feel like I also don't have enough hours in the day. And like, that's something as a spouse, we relate to with each other and can fully understand. Like we're both under stress right now. Like we both have a million things to do. There's not enough time in the day. So wow. Game changer. Game changer. Just say, I feel, that's it. Don't attack the other person. Your marriage will be better for it. Okay, that's my completely random episode, Tuesday episode. That's really going out on Wednesday, a day late, which means I have another episode I need to record for tomorrow. And like I said, it's literally one foot in front of the other right now. So it's just going to have to wait. I got to get on this Peloton get my workout in and get over to this shed to paint my life away. I will catch you tomorrow. Have a feeling that episode might not go out until much later in the day, which is, it's totally fine. You know what? We are making it work. All right, friends. Until next time, happy holiday day.